table. Now the Eagles to come back again to fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. Well, welcome to the podcast for the fans at West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. How are you going, boys? Not bad, mate, not bad. We did it, boys. We're in the finals. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can't we, drop out now. We have qualified for the finals. Before we get on to the show, if you are listening to this, share it around with your mates. Tell, us, tell them to get on it, have a listen, tell us what they think of it, uh, leave a review on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes or Spotify or whatever, whatever you listen to, it's on heaps of them, just get on there and leave a review or send us a message, if you want anything asked, send us a message guys uh, through our Facebook pages, but let's get back to it, four games left, how many can we win and can we hold on to second spot, because we've got it by 0.3 of a margin. We We have to win three of these games to hold on to second spot. And hope that Brisbane... Yeah. Maybe lose two. That's a possibility, yeah. I mean, if we can win all four, we're guaranteed a second spot. But this, I think, I wouldn't be going too far past this week because this week is going to be tougher than most people think. Yeah, we'll get to that in uh, Bounce Town because there is some surprising statistics when we play Carlton. Um, but if we forecast, to me, I reckon we can win three. Mm. The one I'm worried about is the Richmond one. And if we do win it, we can't lose. But, well, if we do lose it, we can't lose by much. That's it. I reckon... The percentage is going to play a big part in this. Can we win all four? Yeah, I reckon we easily can win all four. I think we can only afford to drop one game, though. Um, but the way I look at it is the grand finals are always at the MCG. That's not going to change. So I don't think we can walk in thinking, all right, we can't beat the Tigers at the MCG because if they make the grand final, we make the grand final, we're going to have to play them there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quietly confident. You know, we've got a good record there last two years that hopefully we can get the bickies in that game. But it's if we finish fourth, we'll play Geelong at, down at Geelong. That won't be... Well, the AFL's come out and said if it's an interstate team, they'll play at Geelong. That's right. And that's pathetic. That's bullshit. Yeah. That should be... It doesn't matter who finishes fourth, they play in Geelong. Unfortunately, though, they, they work on money, so yeah, that's, that's it's not going to happen. It just shows you it's not that. So they came out and said that, did they? Yeah, they've come out I was, I've, yeah. No, they've done that in the past. I've been dark on it, and then I was under um, the impression that they said, no, it has to be at the MCG and, this time. And it's funny because uh, I think it was Richmond... And somebody from Collingwood said, well, that's unfair on interstate teams. Yeah. Well, someone from Richmond was laughing. It was a supporter or something saying, do I don't think Richmond want to climb the ladder anymore. They, they'll they be happy with 4-4, won't they? They'll mm. play the Cats, but it'll be at the MCG. Yeah. You know, if it. they climb the ladder and go third, they might be playing Eagles here or Tigers in yeah. at the Gabba. Uh, Lions, sorry, at the Gabba. Yeah, with all GWS yeah exactly. Well. So they're like, they're happy with fourth. Hmm. Yeah, well, they're happy anywhere as long as they don't finish 7th or 8th because then they, they, they don't leave the G now. No. So, um, but that's, hey, that's been going on for years and years. Uh, people going, oh, they're leaving the G, but 
no one had a go at them when they were losing for 30 years at the G and they were playing all the games at the G. Um, round 23 draws out, so we play Hawford on Saturday, 6.10pm at Optus Able, uh, on a six-day break from the Tigers. So. I think that's all right. That's a good, I think that's a good draw for us. Yeah, I'm a bit... I thought it might have could have been done on a Sunday. You know, uh, Richmond and um, Brisbane are playing on the Sunday and the teams that are going off for the top four could have been playing all on mm. the same day. But, hey, you get the break between it, so that's yeah. the way it goes. It's the way it is, yeah. See, uh, selfishly, I'm glad it's a Saturday. I don't like the Sunday afternoon games, <laughs> personally, so... All right, um, we'll go into useless stats, and uh, this one's a good one. I don't know if you've read these, boys, if you've read the uh, mm. run sheets. Same score, same day, same time. 87 the winner, 60 the loser by Brisbane and Carlton. That has not happened since 1968 mm. for that to happen at the same time. That's pretty pretty amazing when you think about it. It's you been know. a while, hasn't I it? I think it was five minutes difference in the uh, uh, finishing time. But have you ever heard of an award called the Tomo? No. I have just because I read the run sheet. <laughs> yeah. So the basically yeah. for those out there who have never heard about it, it's named after uh, what's he, uh, Thompson from um, Scott, Thompson. Scott Thompson from Adelaide. And it's if you collect 10 kicks, 10 handballs, 10 marks, or 10 tackles in the same game or above. So it's pretty hard to do. It's only been done six times. And the closest this year was Talk Miller from the... Um, Sons against Carlton, so it's pretty hard to do. But when you have a look at it, you know, you would have thought there would have been more. Yoey would be very close to I it. think it's the 10 mark things that, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, well, Yoey would have gone close. I'd be the 10 tackles. Don't you uh, worry. Yeah. So yeah. it's an interesting little stat, but it's called the Tomo. So if you're at a trivia night, just remember that useless bit of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's question time. What's the ideal number of interchanges for 2020? Personally, I, I don't think it matters. They brought it in thinking it would slow the game down. That didn't happen. They brought in saying the players be tired, there'll be less injuries. That didn't happen. The injuries are off the charts now. All right, just another, re- another reason they just want to change rules to change mm. the game almost. Just leave what it. What is it now, 90 or something? Uh, 90. 90. I'd, bring, I'd bring it down to 60. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. leave it as it is because yeah, I think the game's it. changed with injuries a lot. I'd like, I'd like to see it come down, but if you brought it down to 60, it might... Introduce flooding again because mm. um, people. If get they do board. that, they've got to change the rule for the runner. Yeah, that's my. Well, that opinion. that's going to be done. Mm. There's going to be changes. All right, now this one here, you got to take the Eagles hat off here. Mm. Shep, Gov, and Bunga are all in line for all Australian selection, but one's going to miss out. Not all three are going to get in. Gov will miss out. That's my view. You, you do realise Gov's rated as the number one defender in the comp right now. I do realise that, but so he, he, actually he's not. I've got the stats here. Really? I heard that in the. Oh. No, did, did, Jared, you, did you Jared check Healy. it because you heard the same? No, no. Because they mentioned the broadcast. I did it last night. Jared last Healy did night. say last week. Yeah, that's in the broadcast. He said on the broad in the TV. Said he's still. He, he believes he's still the number one defender, but he might be ranked. If Brad, if Brad Shepard does not points. get all Australian, yeah. they're not doing it right. And if Bunger is not all Australian captain, then well, Gil McLaughlin should get the arse. The reason I, I actually feel is... they all three should be in that side. Mm-hmm. You've seen it at Geelong in their when but they were the arse. They, you know, they did not because they're West Australian. Jackovic is basically but... last week. Listen to him. It was the worst commentary I've ever heard. Jackovic and Hagdorn on the Eagles game, but he was basically he didn't say it, but he was alluding to not all three will get in. And when you think about it, all of the long across the same line they will not get in one will miss Jacko I find he not self-centred but 
for an Eagles great, he doesn't want to be tarnished that he's biased in anything he That's does. Fair enough. So he's almost mm. goes the other way where he's yeah. almost anti Eagles, even yeah. though he's not, because he doesn't want to be portrayed as this Eagles fanboy because yeah. he played for that mm. club. And I always find that, especially on this All Australian Selection Committee, you know, he doesn't voice up and you know scream these Eagles need to be in it where a lot of people would, especially the Victorian people do, and they seem to get on in almost for charity. All right. Well, these next questions all to do with coaching, and that's that's the thing that's going around the media at the moment. Now, we've all heard the media storm going on about um, people in the coaching. Is Pike and Hinkley's job safe after this week in the press? Uh, Pike's is, but they've pretty much come out and said if they don't make finals, he's gone. So he's been given an ultimatum. Pike. Apparently, yeah. yeah. So I, they're going to pay out a free man two-year deal yeah. if he does not make the finals. I, I, I think Pike's safe for another year. Yeah. I don't think Hinkley won't be there. I'm guaranteed. I'm, I'm not worried as Hinkley. I, I just, um, yeah, uh, apparently uh, they've Adelaide's gone. and See, Adelaide's like we are here, been in their, our fishbowl because there's only two teams, but they, they're almost harsher to a degree. Where Adelaide... They played in a grand final, then then it's just been downhill from there. Yeah. So I, they would pay. They would pay significant money to get rid of coach they don't think is doing a good enough job. Yeah, Especially think, if there's disharmony amongst the players, yeah, which think, apparently there is. I think it'd be a bit harsh on um, Don Pike. I'd be getting rid of some Deadwood players. They've got an ageing list. They've got to make some hard decisions. Yeah. They're like the Eagles. They, they want success and they try and get it. And on top of that, the media, to me, and it was as a question, but it's a statement, really, the media are going overboard. And it's it's almost like execution by the media yeah. on, on coaches. It is, yeah. um, You know, and, you know, Ross Lyon's got all these knockers and he's got a lot of supporters as well. But how many times did they have to ask the same question? Mm. Are they going to keep asking him until he says yes? I think they forget too. These, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a joke. I think they forget too, these media people, these people have got families. Yeah. And I'm being on, we're all being on family, but how would, you, how would a media person like if the coach comes and said to me, I heard you're getting the ass from the West Australian. What would they say? Where'd you hear that from? Now, the, how would you feel like, you wouldn't like to hear that, you know? The, like, the media journos at this age, to me, are uh, the lowest, I think. Uh, they throw your things up and see if it sticks. Yeah. Uh, and... Me- 20% sticks. Yeah, media tends to be almost like tabloid magazines yeah, now. It's, it's like let's that. be honest, Josh Kennedy was retired by the media last week, well, wasn't it. he? You know, yeah. that's just the way that goes for us, from the coaches down to the players. You and know? it weeks a long time in football, and they say, you know, mm. if somebody's retiring and he kicks seven goals in a dominantless play like that in mm. Portermain, I think you need to look at your job. Mm. Wayne Carey on uh, one of the other podcasts come up with a different idea on these incumbent coaches that um, because the word is that um, Shaw's going to be signed tomorrow. Three-year uh, deal, yeah, I heard that too. But he says, why don't you give him a year, an incumbent, a year deal and see how they go? I wouldn't sign that contract. If I was yeah, a coach I? and I was given mm. a year... I want a bit more than that. I, will, I, will, I, will, I, wouldn't, the, I wouldn't accept it. But you've got the trigger in there. If you do make your quota, you get it, triggers It doesn't it. matter. There's mm. We just talked about three coaches that could be a chance to get the ass. There's already three vacant jobs... Supposedly at the end of the year, and you're going to get a one-year deal. There's never been a year where there's so much opportunity to get that head senior Well, let's talk about these incumbent coaches, Eti and um, Ratton. Or Ratton's not really incumbent because he's done it, but sure. They're going in, and Spud Frawley said, they're going in, and they're not worrying about win-loss ratios, so they're just throwing it. They're not putting all their efforts into the other team. They're just going, go out because it's your job on the line. Guys, players, go out and play the footy you want to play. 
But if they get that job, mm. they're going to be totally different coaches what they are in this honeymoon period now. And that's why I can't understand why North Melbourne are rushing to coach, uh, sign up, sure. I, I, I personally, I think all the caretaker jobs will, uh, coaches, sorry, will get the job. Um, Three-year deals, not huge. Like you see mammoth deals, the coaches on mm. five years line just yeah. come finishing up his five-year deal. To me, three years is okay. But yeah. um, if you, you sign a one-year deal and you have a few injuries... You're cooked. Like, they, why would they sign you? Well, let, let me put it to you this way. Teague's, you know, they've won five of the last seven, and he's coaching because he's not worrying about the other team. Next year, he's going to coach totally different to what he's coaching now. But well, he, I don't know if he will, he won't, you know. He will. Do you, he know, has to. do you know his stats at the Eagles? No, I don't. But he, he's, um, he's going to coach because he's got the job for three years, and he's going to protect his. He, he's going to carefree, just go okay. throw caution to win. They're not going to do that next year. So at the teams he played, he's been a backman coach and a forward coach. Every uh, when he came into those roles, so in the back line, scores conceded dropped when he was that coach. Then when he went, I oh, was at St Kilda. He's been at Port too. When he was the forwards coach, the scores increased. So every line he's coached in has improved. I heard he was and very well liked at the Eagles. Very well yeah. regarded. Well, the rumour I heard today was Adelaide, if they do what Dan says and do get rid of Don Pike, they want David T. It, no, no. If they make the... It's an ultimatum. Make the finals. If you drop out the finals, because they haven't had an injury, they're, they're got to the finals. I don't think they will, but that's the ultimatum. Mm. Because their season needs to... What is it? Con- Pixelate. That's, that's like right a false. Word. That's like do. a false threat, but isn't it? Mm. But it mm. is. It's but it's basically saying you've got four matches. If you have another blundered like they did against <coughs> Carlton, mm. you're not here next year. Yeah. Oh well, that's fair enough. But yeah. it, you know, they might be. Caroline Wilson said that Adelaide are interested in David Teague. So mm. if that is true, it throws another spanner into the works. Last question, and we have talked about it before, is the Gold Coast priority pick, and it looks like they're going to get one, basically. Should it be number 2, 10 or 19? I think it should be the lowest they can probably get. Yeah, I don't like it no, selfishly, but that club is in dire straits. If they fold that club, or you need to give them pick two. But I think we talked about this before, and we mentioned it before yeah. too. I think they need mature players, so, so they, they need to trade. I think so that's they, what we talked about last time. they need to trade. Time. If they get that pick, pick two, say it's yeah. 10 or 19, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you could ask them to trade pick two. No. Because well, pick two is going to get you a, a young set that's going to give you three years. And you, you, that'd be a bit... But that. if they've already got pick one, I, I, I don't know. They basically, I think, they can't just go in with all these first-round draft picks because they won't keep them. Yeah. Because there's rumours that well, some of the Crouch one. brothers will be out. Maybe, because we'll touch on that because we're just talking about mm. them. Sloan, even though he signed a contract, mm. might be out. He so they, they're a lot older, yeah. but they come in for two, three, you know, if it's a Crouch brother that's, you know, five years, you know what I mean? Mm. Give up that pick two. You get a A-grade inside mid. And then it'll complement your runners on the outside. And there was a talk. If I got pick one and two, I'd be going for the teammates that are in the, in yeah, the draft. That's, that's what I heard. They're best and that's mates. What I'd be doing. And and there was talk of um, Bergwijn going up there too. <laughs> yeah, Bergwijn signed him with Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, yeah say there was talk of him going to go up there and yeah, do a, a Luke Hodge type I was thing. about to say, the, what Luke well, they need Hodge somebody changed the mm. way the game's played. They need somebody of that ilk up there. Uh, even Dale Morris was uh, mooted earlier this week, even mm. though he's done a knee up there as a cultural oh. uh, figure. Um, mm. Look, 
I think they need to get on to something. And like you said, I reckon it comes down to bad management. It's not the footy, you know, it's not the footy players. It's, it's such a thing as bad management. Mm. And you just got to look across at uh, GWS, how they've, they're, they're surviving, they're that, doing good. And they're in well, a, not just surviving, they're yeah. dominating, yeah. really, if you compare. They're a year behind. Yeah, mm. and they're doing yeah, really you know? good. But you so. look at GWS too. That Now, they had priority picks and everything. And you look at all their top their top draft picks they had, like Whitfield, um, you hold me, Coniglio, all these guys. Are, Kelly, there's a Kelly, lot, you know? all these guys are coming through now. Being Taranto, their newest one's very players, good. And, uh, and you, top you, flight players. You look at the players that have lost, chuck them in one team. Mm-hmm. So all the players that they've lost, and you chuck them into another team, they're probably going to do better than Gold Coast. Yeah, they're probably the Eagles of the 90s, early 90s, when we got, you know, we got all those West Australian boys, yeah. All right, guys, let's get on to the footy game that we just played. It's the final siren. Well, here with the final siren, West Coast champion Josh Kennedy, as we talked about at the top of the show, bounced back in a form kicking uh, seven goals to put Eagles back in the second spot on the ladder. 49 points over North Melbourne. It was 18-13, 121 to 10 goals, 12-72. So, and as I said at the top of the show, we're just 0.3% above Brisbane. Um, you know, he had a lean spell. He had an illness, but he came back and shut a few of those uh, media people up, didn't he? I think people forgot that he was sick. Actually, he was very sick. He missed two weeks training fully. Came back with a one night's training and then got in and then he had a, two bad games. And but he he's missed, trained since. Yeah, and two games where he didn't score. But yeah. fuck, that's been done a you long would time. You have him it? in a heartbeat. And before we go, on, big shout out. I've got to give a big shout out to Dan on this one. Oh come on, man, man, the rings are big enough. I know his head will go. <laughs> Last week we discussed in the game. We said, oh, who do we think will play in Brown? And I said, oh, Brass has got to go there. Dan said, no, I reckon Schofield will go there and they'll free up Brass. I tell you what, mate. And I said, no, me being an old batman said, no, nah, you've got to go for your big defender. And great. And Schofield did a great job. The midfield did a fantastic job of restricting the ball, getting to Brown. But when it went down there, Schofield did a great job. And Barras did a massive job in his so, spoiling. So you owe him a coffee. Oh, yeah, I owe him big time. <laughs> so, well done, mate. Oh, thank you very much. You're, you're right. My head is getting bigger and by the moment. And then you can moment. pass it on to um, me because I backed you up. I'll, I'll go even further this week. I think they almost need to keep Schofield in his side now because purely because... We don't have that lock, pure lockdown defender. Mm. And what Barras was able to do, apparently 17 spoils he had. Yeah. So it freed Barras up to pay a bit, still defensive, but more like a gov where you fill space, you, you impact the contests, you do all that. I liked that that mixture. Mm. You know, we still got the smalls around. And Brown, Brown only got yeah. his two goals in the last 10 minutes yeah. of the game. Yeah. And, you know and that one was a dubious... Yeah, free um, kick. Free kick, which was up I mean, by Nick Foote, who's the worst umpire in the comp. He's worse than Margetts. If people want to have a look at an umpire, go and watch Nick Foote. He is mm. pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I feel like games where forwards have got, you know, a hold of us, basically, I think Schofield, you know, just pull the lockdown. He's not going to get the big numbers. He's not going to play the fancy footy and the intercept marking that you'll see from a Gov and a Barras. Mm. But I just found freeing up Barras 
was yep. just it was great. I just found every time I went mm. forward with Gov floating back there and Brass floating well, back there. Tommy got a brilliant. vote in the in the Golden Fist Award on the bounce, so he yeah. must have done pretty yeah. well for well, We will bring up Schofield again in Bouncetown because there is a few um, selection dilemmas coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Well, that's actually why I mentioned it because with the defenders coming in, he's mm. obviously first one people would suggest to get in the cup. But I'm thinking for. I don't know, like, I like the fact it frees Barassa. Eagles are in a good position when you've got players coming back at this time of year. Um, Kennedy, well, let's get back on to Kennedy. Kicked five goals before half-time. Mm, and then he, job. his 600th was a brilliant one, a little Dying. snap. Mm. It was brilliant. Um, and the player that gave it to him was Darling, which is pretty good. But down the other end, I don't know if you saw it on TV, but at the ground, he gave Darling one of the biggest yes, sprays yes, I've I ever see seen. Yeah. And I've never seen that before between them two because they usually sit there and thumbs up and high five each other. He gave him a spray, and the next time Darling got the ball, who did he kick it to? Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, but was I that the dribble kick? That was yeah, a dribble kick, did and, dribble and he didn't kick. center it. He yeah. sand, and he should have sanded it. And while we're there, Willie Rioli played really good. I was going to bring him up a bit later in the show, but that was one of his best games for the season. Mm. But he would have made it better. In dribble kick that goal. Instead of dribble kicking it, and he had all he had to do is handball it. Petrucelli. Petrocelli had 50 metres running open, open goal. zone. Yeah. And that, to me, if I was a coach, that's a draggable offence. Mm. Simo didn't take him off, uh, probably because of their rotations, whatever. But that, to me, at, undid a lot of his good work. I don't think they take a lot of guys off these days for this. Well, they don't because of the rotations. Because of the rotations. Not just the rotations. I mean, look, How do you get them off nowadays? And no runners. <laughs> Listen, Willie, Willie did get... You're on the album. Hey, really? Yeah. Willie, did, Willie did get goal of the week So with his other goals. That, so. was, yeah. that was sublime. That yeah. was brilliant. Um, let's have a look. Um, you know, we didn't kick away until after the... Half halfway half. through his second quarter because mm. they were only like three goals within it and they kept on chipping away third quarter we kicked away the accuracy yeah. was a bit better than normally um, but Eagles won the clearances 43 to 34 marks inside 50 at one stage it was all North Melbourne and then the Eagles just started marking them in the inside 50s and inside 50s we won 51 to 46 tackles 56 to 43 so we played a different sort of game that we did than we did up in Melbourne, I guess. Um, North Melbourne, they had some good players. Cam Zerha, um, he kicked three goals, going up forward, which was a bit of a su- surprise. He's from Melbourne, boy. Um, yeah, he's from Melbourne, and i got a bit of a story on him. Polak, 31 disposals, and Ahern, he, he got 27. With Zerha, the rumour was that this halfway through the year he was wanting to come home, and it's come to light that he'd probably sign a two-year deal with North Melbourne. I wonder if that's got anything to do with our list manager going to North Melbourne. Mm. Possibly, possibly. Um, oh, good, I'm glad he does because he's only a young player and they've, they've shown faith. Yeah, that's good. It's good yeah. that he's good. He's staying there. You know, he was rumoured to come home. Um, mm. And he is, oh, there's a lot to like about that kid. Mm, yeah. He's got a big upper body and um, it was pretty good. But one player that's probably gets maligned a little bit, not as much as Marson, Lewis Jetta's game, to me, I watched it at a game and I'm going, that was brilliant. When I went home and watched it on TV, that was probably the best game I've seen him play in Outstanding. I, he, on a 714 metres game, and he was unbelievable. He just 
I honestly believe he is playing the best footy of his career. Mm. I know he had good years at Sydney um, playing at half forward. Yeah. I think he had a 40-plus goal season. Mm. But he's, just, he's so damaging and his meters gain. His meters gains was minuscule at Sydney. Go. Compared to that, his precision kicking and he's starting to run a lot. And um, we've talked about it before. I find his defensive work is even improving. He's not our best defensive player, but mm. the tackles, another thing you've brought up before, I find his tackling, his defensive side of his game's got better. His meters game, which you just touched on then, over 700 again. He, his kickouts, he just spears his kick, and he's not afraid to take it on down the centre. Yeah. So he'll get the ball, and he'll spear it down the centre, and it opens the whole game up. Got to sign his meters game. A lot of that's come from his kick, because he kicks out, so he plays on. So he gathers another... 30 metres each time, 20 yeah. metres each time. So I, I, I'm not that big on the metres game because, you know, well, the, Brad the, way, did, the way he uses the ball when he's getting oh, those metres gains yeah. is brilliant. And, and that's a weapon. And if you've got somebody that's coming out of that goal square now to do that, that is a seriously hard thing to, to coach against because, you, you know, he's always got that opportunity to go short. Mm. And he does, and he just makes he just making the right decisions now. If he looks comfortable, he looks happy, and I think it's because he's got boys like Rioli, Cameron. He's got Watson now playing, and like and they got that mm. little group going together. And I reckon it's really but great. I think what you'll find with I think was, well, this is only my view as a as a past defender too with Jets. What they're using him as is that. I still question his de- his defensive area because he's not as strong. But what I think they do now. That's why I agree with Dan. They'll keep May, keep Schofield in. They'll get Duggan back in. They get Bungahoon in. They're their lockdown guys. So whereas Jetta's value is his kicking. I mean, yeah. he, I think he's the best kick out of defence in the whole league. Without, oh, right. without, I, I without any same. question of it out. I go go close to saying he's the best kick in the league. That's in the whole league, it without was, a it, doubt. It's, it's just it no was, one as good as him. It was a very telling sign during the year when Hearn and Jetta was running side by side. Hearn seen who was next to him, so he hand passed to Jetta so Jetta could take the kick. Mm. That's another great yeah. backman, and, another and, great kick, and he's Hearn is, is a great conceded. disposal of himself. That, that's what I'm saying. So mm. that was a huge thing when he's conceded to Jetta, you take the kick. And it was on the wing or something, so this wasn't mm. the kick out. And yeah, so he that's almost his admission that Jetta's a yeah. beautiful kick. Well, we'll quickly get on a couple other players and have a brief little chat on them. Elliot Yo's game, um, him and Redden rotated on Cunnington. Mm. And Cunnington only had eight disposals up to half time. He ended up with 21. And when he was getting a bit of the ball, it showed that North Melbourne did get a bit mm. uh, more access. But um, LEO, 26 touches, nine clearances, seven tackles. He is just, every week, he is just putting in the same sort of effort every week. And we, we did it last year. We caught him in the barometer. And I think it's him again. I know how you guys know I love my stats. And I don't like these ones because you got to judge it on a season. But these you've seen all these stats like from round six or mm. from the buyer, this is this team in form. Did you know from round six onwards, Elliot Yo is the number one ranked midfielder in the comp? Wouldn't surprise me. I know he's the number one tackler. That's, in the that's what it would be. He would be getting that mm. much ranking points from tackling. And it was after round six. So mm. we lost, what, three games in the first yeah. six? Mm. Um, so since then, we've only lost two, I believe, Yep, and his tackling has gone through the roof. So, yeah, since round six, he's the number one ranked yeah, for midfielder. I believe, I believe midfielder. that's around the time Simo and Pritto might have a little they? word to yep. it. We'll talk about the rankings because last week's run sheet, we forgot it. So I had a look at what Dan had put down, but I had to change some. So these are 
the rankings of round 20. Darling a fifth and sixth in the Coleman. Yo's one for tackle. Shepherd's one for marks. Sheed's 10 for disposals. Gaff's eighth, but third per game. Liam Ryan's seventh in goal assists. Shuey's ninth in clearances. And Shuey and Yo are fifth and sixth for inside 50s. And we're the only team to have two top 10 goal kickers and only team to have two players in the top 10 for tackling. So they're key indicators. So that's pretty good. I think it's great. And the thing I love about our side is we don't rely on this one player. I find when you rely on one or two players, your season goes sideways so quick. Mm. You look at the Brownlow count, Fife's do well, Cripps does well, you know, but they're not playing great teams because that team relies on these players. Yeah. But yet they don't have team success. Like we touched on the weekend. How great was Sheed's game? Hmm. We, we do Sheeds the goats game. Yeah, that's it. The we, goat. we do on the next generation uh, West Coast yeah. Eagles next generation page. Um, join it if you haven't. Obviously, we do the votes. Mm. My votes and everyone's votes were slightly different. We all agreed who had great games, but you couldn't argue against anyone's. No. We touched on Jeddah having a great game. You know, we touched on Schofield doing well on Brown. Brass mm. seventeen. Spoils. Yeah. Hickey had a top, another top performance. You know. Well, let's have a look at the votes for TNG. Kennedy got three, Darling got two, and the Goat got one. Mm. Now the Goat's in the lead by one. He's fourteen over Shepherd and Yo. But if you look at the coaching votes, West Coast and North Melbourne, Kennedy got ten, Yo got seven, Darling six, Gaff three, Lewis Jetta two. Dom Sheed one and Rioli one. It's see, amazing how you see it, isn't it? So it's amazing I'm so how different. you see it. I saw what okay. JK seven goals, that's amazing. I think I had Sheed then Darling on mine. Yeah. Um but touching on Hickey, you could argue Lysette was is the better ruck. He's doing well for Port. But that was a master stroke bringing Hickey in. He's on mm. like half the money Lysette was on. I, I haven't rated Hickey and, up for the last five just, weeks. Oh, my God. You know? Just such a master stroke by the club financially. That Because everyone talks about Cali, bring Cali, and everyone talks about bring Cogs in. Yeah. Little things like that is how you were able to do this. He was on back chat, and he was saying how good he feels he's in a winning culture. Yeah. Mm. And he said just that alone it makes him... Play better footy. So he people that don't know Suns and then went to the Saints, then obviously yeah. the Eagles. And um, he's loving it, and, and and his footy's showing. And and one guy you have to give it to is Oscar Allen is doing a friggin' awesome job. Yeah, yeah. Now um, he's he's pinch hitting in the ruck. He's pinch hitting down back. He's up forward. He's taking big marks um, up on the wing. But in in Victoria, no one's even talking about him. Mm. Um, what I love about him in the ruck, as soon as the, the ball goes to ground once he's like an extra midfielder. Mm. You, you notice how many clearances he gets. He gets a couple of games playing in yeah. the ruck clearances. It's amazing. Right? All right, well, we've talked enough, and we probably haven't really delved into the game because we were just a bit excited because Eagles won by 49 points. Um, the next four weeks is going to be paramount to where we finish. So let's get on to the first of those four weeks in Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. Alright, uh, Eagles versus Carlton. It's over at Marvel Stadium this weekend. Um, the last five times we met, not a surprise at all this, not, uh, last year, Eagles by 10 points. The year before, Eagles by 17 points at CB. 2016, Eagles by s- 7 points at MCG. 2015, it was the only blowout, Eagles by 69. And 2014, it was Carlton by 3 points at Marvel. So, except for that one blowout, it's been pretty close 
When we played well, that, I can remember Carlton being us over here at Subiaco over one year too. And that was, that you know, was the Judd year yeah, with Judd and yeah. all those, you know. Yeah. Like. Oh, I take confidence. This just shows Carlton can't beat us, mate. And um, <laughs> you have a look at the teams that uh, Carlton have won against uh, the Crows. And basically they've won five out of the last seven. So most of these are coming that block. Crows, Suns, Swans. Frio, Brisbane and Bulldogs. Really the only one you're going to look there at the moment is the Brisbane one mm. or the rest. I'd look at the Bulldogs a bit too. They're, yeah. playing. they're up and down, but they're playing some good footy. I'll, I'll tell you what, I've got to put my tinfoil hat on at least once a week on this podcast. So just going through it, we played them once in two, like last year, once the year before, yeah, we only once, once in 2016, mm. yeah. once in 2015, once in 2014. Mm. It's no, yeah. you know, and then Collingwood get them twice every year. You know, yep. things like this happen. And this is where I say the fixture is just so uneven. Mm-hmm. And they've been down that entire time. So Eagles just have not played Wooden Spoon. Yeah, not playing we've been up, they've been down. We'll um, that's why a lot of people are critical on Adelaide and even more specifically yeah. Eddie mm. Betts. Because they've played Suns twice. And, and he kicked 12 of his 30 yeah, goals. That, that's exactly yeah. right. And then, you know, it's push their percentage up and giving them those two extra it, wins. It's know? interesting too, we're playing Carlton again at the G this year. No, uh, no Marvel. Marvel, so in Melbourne, anyway, in Melbourne this year, when we had played them in Melbourne last year, normally they'll go Yeah, they flip them over. Yeah. So, um, hey, look, anyway. That's a bit of a sticking point to me too. I hate when we, we did it, to, they did it to us with Hawks last year as well. Yeah. When we go over to Melbourne and they sign this ridiculous 40-year deal yeah at the MCG and they're like oh but we'll give the interstate teams like games there then we pay play the teams that's home ground is MCG and they make us play at Marvel mm. that's ridiculous yeah it's a joke um, I, I actually prefer to play Carlton at Marvel mm. I think it'll suit us better um, it's not going to help be, them it's not going to help them but I don't give a shit about the them no, that's will, what I mean so, <laughs> so by not helping them it helps either us either way it'll be fine because if it's not if it's, not, yeah. if it's nice weather yeah. otherwise the roof will be closed so um, that'll be good Let's have a look at their um, injury list. Um, Charlie Kerno, he's out the season. So is Doherty, Marchbank and McGovern. They're all gone for the season. Um, but the test for this game, uh, Fisher, Goddard, Kennedy and Cruiser, they could all be inclusions. Um, I'm hoping all four of them come in because that'll make them a bit too tall for, for them. I think they had a good nucleus over the last week um, and the week before. But if they bring all those four back in, I think we'll dominate them. But... That's to be seen, I guess. Uh, the Eagles injuries, you got... Um, they were saying Duggan could be ready this week. Mm. Hearn um, and... Hutchie. Hutchie. Mm. So they're the only three that are probably in contention for this week. Cripps is another week. Nat Nui, surprising they've been hush-hush. They said they'd let everyone know by the end of this week how he has gone. They haven't said a word about it. So to me, that's looking a bit bleak. Mm. So, um, but we've won games without him. We've won a premiership without him. Who's going to come in from the Eagles? Is it only going to be the one change? Is it just going to be Hearn? Hearn I think, in I think and, Hearn will come in definitely. And who's going to go out? Watson's going to have to go out. I think Watson will be the one to go out for him. It's always... I, I hate these calls because I've loved what Nelson's done since he's come in. Mm. And I love um, what Watson's done since he's come yeah. in. But as I said, in my opinion, you've got to keep Schofield. Um, I find it frees the others up. And Duggan and Herner, obviously. So if Duggan comes. Small, medium backs. So I, you've got to. If like Duggan to comes in, does Nelson keep his spot? I think well, Nelson could. I think. You know, I, I think, think he can. I think Cameron, I think Cameron or Wardham will go. And I think, I think Nelson, Nelson could go to Simpson in the back line and tag, tag him. 
because he averages about 25 possessions running out of that back line, sets him up a lot. I can see Nelson playing a tagging role on one of those guys. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't think Hutch will come in this week. I, I was going to say but that. I can see Duggan coming in mm. and I can see Waterman going out. Mm. With the Hutch issue, I think play him in the waffle because I think Nelson's saving grace mm. is he can play in the mid as what you were saying, yeah. a tagger. He's done it before. Um, and he can play that role. And usually the young kids have a bit of a tank after mm. a couple of years in the season. You don't want Hutch going to, say, Cripps and blowing up because he hasn't no. played a game in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah I think they yep. very rarely think... take guys with soft tissue hamstring or calves on a flight. Yeah. Now, Gub, um, and Bung was on the verge of playing last week, but they decided to give him another week. And I don't think they'll take two guys off soft tissue injuries like hamstring no. or calves to a travel game. So I think if Hutch plays, he could play in the waffle. I don't know if you guys are noticing, but our forward of the ball, our small players. Oh, they're outstanding. It's amazing. And we've got a plethora of them. Mm. Um, and if they take Waterman out, that means we're even a bit smaller in height. Mm. And I think they're going for that manic pressure because our mm. pressure up forward light has been brilliant. But see, I think... That's more a threat when Cripps comes in. Then, obviously, you're going to have to take a forward out, and I think it would be Woolman or Cameron. Again, it's like mm. I like these young kids getting these games. Oh, of course. But with the players coming in, and as you touched on it, it's what you want as a club. You want yeah. to have to make these hard decisions because it improves you I, as dis- a whole. I'm disappointed with Waterman. I'll be honest. I'm really disappointed. I know people are going to, out there are going to say, no, 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 but I watch very closely... And he's not running. He's not. His aerobic like, capacity is he's a bit nothing like the other to guys. To be desired. So, and Jared Karen, unfortunately, he's had a bad week last week. And I think the young Paddy guys. Tackle. He puts a pressure. Yeah, he does. But I think tackle, the young guys yeah. though are going to be the ones who are going to have to make way. Their time's going to come a bit further down the track. Of course, they're going to have to make way because when it comes to the finals, who would you sooner have in there, Cripps? Or Waterman or Cameron, I know who I'd sooner have in there. See, well, you it's know, catch I'm going to say to you this: I'd rather keep Cameron in there and drop Petrocelli because to me, Petrocelli doesn't do enough. Petrocelli kicked enough two. Goals. He kicks another two goals. Cameron, but goal, he yeah. just doesn't do enough. He kicks his two goals, but he doesn't nah, do enough. I, I, we agree a lot of the time, but I don't agree with you there. It's I think a tough one that one. Yeah, he had a couple of great games, Cameron. I love him, and his tackling pressure is amazing. But he has had a couple of down mm. games. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, Petrosalli's coming off injury and hasn't been goalless since. He's kicked, what, four or five goals in his mm. two games back, or three games back? Um, and just <clears throat> the pace. All right, I'm defeated. He should, but <laughs> as you said, Rioli should have hand-passed because he's running. Yeah. Mm. He's so good. He got in front of every player again. He could have had three goals I think, the weekend. Uh, the thing that gets me is he's got this pace to burn and there was one player in front of me on the wing and he had so much space and he was looking to lay it off. He needs to just back himself and burn mm. because um, he maybe he's got caught or his disposals let him down, but he needs to back himself and set the world alight. That's all I'm saying. Did you just notice a play and it was uh, Petroselli and Ryan and they're running full pelt and then Ryan missed the ball, but because he's so quick, he's just gone past it. They can't turn around and get it. And then you see Petroselli, this blue streak after Ryan, do the exact same thing because it was an awkward bounce. Yep. And we just go, they're too quick. They just both ran past the ball. And once they were past it, it they takes them like Roadrunner that long to slow down. And um, I think the Kangas got out. And it was the bad bounce of the ball. You know, they 
misread it because it was hard to read, but it was just facing these two mm. fast players just sprinting by. And so if it was a good bounce, they would have got that, and no way they could catch Ryan and Petrosalli. No way. Um, before we end up, let's have a quick talk about Carlton. You've got Cripps. Like we said, I don't think we'll tag him as such. I think they have a run with player. It'll be either Redden or Yo or a bit of both like they did with Cunnington. Um, he had 19 clearances last week, a record. Yeah. Um, he's If you can shut him down, you're going to win. There was a stage where I said um, I like that more run with, you know, match-up yep. with um, players. But I think when it's a team like Carlton and Cripps is just a standout, that's when I would put a hard tag on him. If Hutch doesn't come in, then I'm Nelson and I'd say... I don't want him getting on because I don't want him getting, you know, I over reckon, 25 disposals. I, I, think, I think Yo will play on him there. So I right. reckon it's going to be a run with Yo or Redden like we did with Cunnington. They'll switch it over and maybe if he is getting on top, that's when they bring Nelson in like they did Hard in the last quarter. Um, yeah, Casbolt's found a bit of form in the last well. week or two. Um, he might, you know, he's, he's a good player when he's confident. He's a confidence-driven player. Um, young Walsh, he's going to get the rising star. Yeah, well, but he has to, man. He, he's uh, well, I think, there's a, I think there's a smoky coming out of the water here. Nah, nah. I think nah, Rose is good at port, be. but not there. Uh, Stack is good for Richmond, but I don't think anyone's going to beat nah, Walsh. I disagree. I think who's your smoky quickly? Then? Stack will come out of Richmond. Nah, he, 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 he does get to goals and that, but this guy is averaging 28 d- disposals a game in his first year of football. That's, that's a, better than Joel Salwood. That, that's the difference, Stack. Stack's highlight package is good. Yeah, he's a highlight. He doesn't highlight do heaps reel. in the game. Yeah. He just does impressive things. I just, I, I, I've just never seen a guy that's so composed, and I can see why he went number one. Mm. He just fitted in, and Carlton, if they hold on to him, Carlton going for In four years' time, Carlton should be where the Eagles are now, or the Geelongs and the, the Hawthorns were, you know what I mean? It's funny. They I haven't got an excuse now. I think this is the best rising, top three rising star this year mm. would be. Since it was a Hogan won it, then Cripps came second, and she came third. They've all proved to be great players. So right. I think to you, I think Casbolt has really he's kicking goals out uh, fifty five yeah. on the run on the curve. He's, he's really improved. And I thought I, 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 you got to under, uh, don't underestimate their defense too. Simpson is running well off the back line, and their fullback um, used to get a lot of criticism. Um, skinny guy, the young guy. I uh, know he's been around a bit. He's played over 100 odd games. I can't. Even, I was just trying to look for his name. I know you're talking about um, Franklin kicked like eight on him or ten yeah, on him in the last. But game. he's really playing Cost well at Colton. fullback. He's going to be on. He'll be on. One well, they've got, got some J- good young players, JK McKay JK. and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, they, they're not going to be as easy to beat as what people think. There's no. a lot of people out there think this is a foregone glitch, and it ain't. No way. But let's hope if the Eagles can't get it done, they don't deserve to be top four. That's, that's right. That's my opinion. Um, before we end up, I've got a bit of a rumour. I said this at the start of the year and I've said it to you guys, you know, about Jack Stephen. Mm. Now, the rumour is he is really destined to get to the Cats. Mm. Um, and I hope it's not on the back of the mental health scenario, but he didn't get there last year and it's, the rumour is that he's expressed to get back there again. The rumour is that It'd be a freeway deal. I don't know if this is true, but my source has been pretty good. Freeway deal between Saints, Eagles, and Cats. We have Jack Stephen going to the Cats, Kelly coming to the West Coast, and picks or players going back and forth between the Cats, Eagles, and Saints. Interesting. Mm. So let's see how that plays out. Um, you're going to hear a lot of this stuff because it's silly season coming up. Mm. Uh, it's probably my favourite time of year. Would you trade Gaff for Kelly? In a straight trade? I think they would be picks because I think Cats hold the cards. But let's just say straight swaps. 
Straight swap, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, yeah. I think it's a win-win, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's a win-win. Like, people under eight games... Oh, you've mentioned this before, and ever since you've said it, I've noticed it so much how a lot of our own supporters underrate Gaff. Yeah, like, he's very just, much so. It's but amazing. if you played him in the same role as Gaff, it's a win-win. If he played yeah. for Geelong... That outside run with Selwood yeah. and Danger getting yeah. it out to him, oh my god! They're both the same. I think they're around about the same age. That's why I think it'd be a, a good swap because that's, Kelly. That's why I like it. He's and, about three years younger, four years younger. And Kelly, Kelly would come into Yo, yeah. Shuey, Redden, yeah. Yep. Sheep. So you, you really, he's not going to come as your number one. And my source also said Canelo is basically your. Wrapped up at GWS, is he? Yeah. Well, good on him if he is, but uh, geez, yeah. he's Mal Hawthorne is still holding out. That's what I, they're saying mm-hmm. on these. But who knows? Like I said, silly season's coming up. It's going to be manic, and uh, who knows who ends up where. But let's hopefully Eagles are never paid overs for anyone, and I don't think they'll ever will. Mm. But, but uh, we'll see what happens. If you give GWS their credit, their guys have always hung around there. They're yeah. doing. They've done a good job of keeping their players. They get and, and listening to Toby Green the other day. I heard him. Sorry, I'm an interview on on Fox on front page and he was very very strong about that club yeah. they very get they get rid values. of who they know they can replace mm. and they get the good draft picks in which keeps the players developing yep. and they do really well all right guys let's hope the Eagles have a good win against the Blues this week they can consolidate uh top two if they don't they don't deserve to be in top four as I've said but yeah. I think we'll come away yeah, with the chocolates win um yeah winners winners of margin well we're all going to pick the Eagles I reckon Eagles by 27. I reckon Eagles by 42. And that's not because I don't respect Cullen. I think they're buoyed. Mm. They're so excited yeah. because of these wins. But they might they want might to get do that exa- scalp. Yeah, but they might do exactly what the... Well, they did against Adelaide, I reckon. They want to get that They BS might do scalp. exactly what happened to Ruse. Yeah. Great form, came in, and now it's against a top I'm four I'm going side. Eagles by 21. And I reckon whoever beats Cripps will be BOG in my books. Yeah. All right, and first goal quickly. Darling, I swear I'm Darling every week. Yeah. JK. I'm going to go Petrocelli, even though I've just given him the chop. <laughs> Give him the spray. <laughs> yeah. All right, Come guys. Bench, uh, we'll see you here the same time next week on uh, Wednesday. Um, hopefully it's a win against the Blues, as we said. And let's go, Eagles. And look, look forward to the finals because we're playing. See you, guys. Good on you. See ya. Shepard to Hooker, leads the charge. Now Nelson, beautifully read by Shepard. 